You're listening to a message brought to you by Christian Life Church Hereford. If you would like to find out more about us, go to www.clch.cc. So we are in a series on the Holy Spirit, and we're going to continue that. The series is about who he is, uh, what is he like, what he does. Um, I'll ask you a question. Do you know people who, if you ask them to do a job, if they say they'll do something, they'll do it. You know, to their best of their ability, they'll do it. You know people like that? Yeah, and you know people that are not like that, I guess. God is like that. What he promises to do, he will do to the best of his ability. And he has all ability. God can be trusted to fulfill his promises. And today I want to look at the Bible promises of God regarding the Holy Spirit. What he promises about the Holy Spirit. And also look at some lies about the Holy Spirit. When I say lies, I mean uh, maybe misunderstandings, things in our head that, that speak to us. Uh, sometimes in my head there's this argument with truth and lies that I'm going, that's going on in my head. And I want to share, I mean, most of the lies I've already thought in my head. And I want us to focus on the truth because the devil speaks lies to us 24 hours a day. So we need to be strong in the truth. So I'm going to look at some lies and look in the truth of God. <coughs> I felt in the worship that um, God was saying that he wants to fill us again with his spirit today. So I'm going to talk about the filling of the Holy Spirit, but to, you know, the Bible talks about being constantly filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, so you might come in here today and think, do you know what? I'm full. My tank is full. I feel so full of the Holy Spirit. You might feel, do you know what? I'm right out. I feel so empty of the Holy Spirit. Or you might be somewhere in between. And you might think, because of my sin, it's because of my lack of self-discipline, it's life circumstances. But whatever reason you might think, God wants to fill you today. That's his promise, and we'll get to that. But I want to pray. Father, we, we thank you that you're here. Thank you that you promise to give the Holy Spirit to those that ask. And so as we, as we come now in all our states of being empty or full, we ask you to fill us afresh, that we be overflowing with the Spirit. We want to submit your spirit that is here now. Submit in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, if, if Jesus was stood here physically, like he was 2,000 years ago, in the flesh, and he said, right, I'm going I'm to heal every sick person here. How, where would your expectation of faith be? Right up there, right up there. His Holy Spirit is here right now. What God says is just as true and faithful as if Jesus was stood here right now. And yet we struggle in our minds. So I want us to focus on, on the presence of God, focus on the promises to raise our expectation. So Holy Spirit. Uh, Holy Spirit is mentioned right through the Bible. In the Old Testament, Holy Spirit came upon people, a few chosen people occasionally. So they were not 
constantly indwelt by the Spirit. But the Spirit would come on a few people occasionally and give them power. So one of the examples is Samson. If you look at Samson, his lifestyle was not brilliant. He was not a good follower of God. Yet it says many times, the Spirit of the Lord came upon him in power. And he ripped up lions and he... um, lifted great weights and he defeated many people because of the power of the Spirit on him. The power came on him and then left. The Spirit came on him and left. And so, one of the first lies that uh, I believe, one of the lies is that I'm not one, I'm not one of those chosen to have the Spirit come upon me. I'm not one of those chosen to be filled. Anybody else believe that lie? Just me? Okay. I don't think it's just me, but I, from time to time, believe that line. The promise of God uh, is contrary to that line. In Joel, so we're going to use Old Testament, New Testament, because right through the Bible there's the promises of the Holy Spirit. I couldn't tell you them all. I haven't got time. Joel 2, verse 28 says, And afterwards I will pour out my Spirit on all people. Anybody here as a person? God will pour out his flesh on, or his spirit on you. In some version it says, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Anybody got flesh? God's promise is all flesh. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. To be filled with our, the Holy Spirit has been God's intention since creation being God's intention for every person to be filled with the Holy Spirit. It says, in the beginning, God took the dust of the earth, formed a man, and breathed into him, and he became a living being. Breath is the same word as holy, as spirit. He spirited his spirit into uh, this, this earth. We became living. It always been God's intention for us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. But the question is, that verse starts, and afterwards, in those days, have those days arrived? Well, in Acts 2, it says, this is the fulfillment in the New Testament of the Holy Spirit coming. In Acts 2, uh, verse 1 to 4, it says, When the days of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. This is the fulfillment of the promise of Joel to fill all people with the Holy Spirit. The Spirit filled all of them. And then Peter got up and preached and he explained what had happened. He says this, this, he explains it in this way. <coughs> Excuse me. This is what was spoken by the prophet. Yeah, it's probably loud enough. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. He said, this is the fulfillment of what Joel spoke those, those back in the Old Testament. The, the poor spirit on all flesh. And look what happened in that room. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. 
That's God's promises. Do you know God's promises to fill you today with the Holy Spirit doesn't depend on the brilliance or otherwise of my sermon. Doesn't depend on that at all. That's a relief, isn't it? (laughs) That's a relief. It depends on the promise of God. So the second lie that I believed about the Holy Spirit is, I missed it. I missed it. I've heard, bless you. <laughs> I, I don't, I've heard the story, it's not a true story, about the guy who was in that upper room at Pent, uh, with all those waiting for Pentecost to come. And the day before Pentecost, he says to the guys, tomorrow's Pentecost, it's a bank holiday, I'm not coming. I'm going to take the day off. I'll be there the next day. And so when the Holy Spirit comes, he's not there. So the next day he comes and say, anything happened yesterday? <laughs> and I, I've often thought, if I was in that meeting where everybody said it was amazing and the Spirit moved, which I wasn't, then I would have got it. But I missed it. I was always looking for to be prayed for by that particular person. I think if only that person would pray for me, then I would really receive the Holy Spirit. Anybody ever thought that? Clive Caulfield is coming next Sunday. <laughs> God's promise is no greater with him than with me. No great because it's not to him or me, it's to you. His promise is that he will pour out his spirit on all flesh. The promise hasn't, doesn't have conditions. Maybe there were meetings I should have been in and I wasn't. Maybe there were times I should have sought God and I didn't. But God is our Father. He doesn't treat us like that. He gives us uh, what uh, the Holy Spirit. So the promise to promise second promise is he will baptize us with the Holy Spirit. John the Baptist in Matthew three said this: "I baptize you with water for repentance, but after me will come one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not fit to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire." This is what John the Baptist said about Jesus. Jesus will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In Acts, Jesus himself, Acts 1 verse 5, Jesus said these words, John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. You will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. When we become Christians, we receive the Holy Spirit living inside us. We are born again, we're regenerated by the Holy Spirit. The Bible also talks about being baptised in the Holy Spirit. Baptism means to be be drenched, to be soaked, to be immersed in the Holy Spirit, to be filled. In the the New Testament, many people were were received the Holy Spirit in in dwelling when they got saved, and they received the baptism of the Holy Spirit at the same time. That was the most common way. But there are times in the New Testament where people were saved and regenerated by the Holy Spirit, and then later they received the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And our experiences can be different. My experience of of receiving the baptism in the Holy Spirit is really messed up. I got really confused. I believed some lies. I I could tell you exactly when I got saved. The Holy Spirit came to live in me. I can't tell you when I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. If your experience of the Holy Spirit, the baptism in the Holy Spirit, is a bit messed up, don't worry. If you're not sure, there's more. 
God wants us to be continually filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay? But the promise is, you will be filled, baptized, soaked in the Holy Spirit. Promise three. Jesus says, come and receive the Spirit. On the last and greatest, Jesus said this. On the last and greatest day of the feast, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within him. By this, he meant the spirit. Not a puddle, it's not a drip, it's not a drop. It's a stream of living water that, God, that, that Jesus will give us, the Holy Spirit, if we come to him and drink. If you're thirsty, the third lie, lots of lies, I say to this one, is I'm not good enough. I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not sin-free enough. Has anybody ever thought that? I'm not quite got rid of enough sin? Yeah? You're not going to do it without the Holy Spirit. And anyway, how, how perfect would you have to be to be sin-free enough if it depended on sin-free to receive the Holy Spirit from a holy God? You would have to be perfect. We don't operate by that. God operates by grace. He said, don't come to me if you're thirsty, not if you're good enough, religious enough, sin-free enough, holy enough, prayed enough. No, come to me. If you're thirsty, not committed enough, not ready for the Holy Spirit. When I, when I first heard about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I was uh, in a church. Uh, uh, I, went, I used to go to an uh, uh, Anglican church in Durham. And the guys were talking about something, talking about baptism. But what are you talking about? I said, what are you talking about? And they didn't want to say. It was a bit controversial at that time. Uh, in the Anglican church, and they didn't want to talk to me about it. So I, I called my friend, and I said, tell me about this. And he said, I experienced the baptism of the Holy Spirit. For me, it was uh, a, a deeper commitment to God. And uh, after he explained it a bit, he said, do you want me to pray for you now, or, or do you feel you're not ready? And at that point, I was desperately wanting to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But I thought, if there's any possibility of not being ready, then that's me. That's me. My faith was totally shattered. And I thought, I'll wait then. It's not a sign of a deeper commitment. It's not a sign of being ready. It's something that God wants to give you to be more committed, to be ready, to serve him. Like if you're in the army and you go to war, it's not like if you have a few good battles, they say, you've done so well, now we're going to give you a gun. No, you need the gun from the start. You can't live the Christian life if you're not filled with the Holy Spirit. God gives you it at the beginning. You're not ever going to be ready or committed enough to deserve the Holy Spirit. Fourth promise is the Father gives the Holy Spirit to evil people who ask. To evil people. That sound right? Doesn't sound right, does it? Jesus said this, talking about prayer. In Luke 11, verse 13, Jesus said, If you then, 
Though you are evil, he's not, he's quite direct as Jesus. You evil people, you evil people know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Yeah? To those who ask him. And he's already established that we're evil. So if you think you're going to be good enough, Jesus say, no, you're evil. On the scale of, because we're all either evil or forgiven. There's no in between. So I believe that lie that I wasn't going to, I wasn't good enough. But that's not the truth. Well, it is the truth, actually. We're not good enough. But God gives his Holy Spirit to people who are not good enough. It's good news, isn't it? The fourth lie is, I'm special in all the wrong ways. If Jesus were to say, stand here in the flesh and say, today, everybody here is going to be filled with the Holy Spirit, except one person. Do you know who that one person is? Do you know? I know. It's me. It's me. It's that faith has gone. I know I'm going to be that one person. There's a time, uh, many years ago, there was... Um, a move of the Holy Spirit. It's called the Toronto Blessing. And in that time, people were so overwhelmed with the Spirit that they couldn't stand and they would fall or lie on the ground. And uh, I remember I remember closing my eyes and being prayed for and opening my eyes and everybody was on the ground except me and one other person. Every time, the two of us. And I thought, I'm special. In all the wrong way. God doesn't like me. It's not true. That's another lie, is that if I don't respond to the Holy Spirit like everybody else or him or there's more dramatic, then I haven't received. Not true. I've been in meetings where people have been laughing, just so full of joy, and I've been, I've been just convicted of sin and things that are going to change in my life. But I know I was changed by the Holy Spirit. I know. And so... The guy that prophesied the, the outpouring, Toronto blessing, the outpouring, inter, the start in Toronto, the guy that prophesied that within a date range and got it right, Mark Dupont, he was here at a city praise a few months ago. He prophesied that. So he's a guy that hears the Holy Spirit, that moves in the Holy Spirit. Do you know how his manifest when the Spirit moves? In his meetings, people do a lot of that, all over, crying and really manifestation of the Holy Spirit. The way he manifests, he, when, when the Holy Spirit moves on him, no, manifest, no physical manifestation at all, none, none at all. It's not a sign, that the, the Bible does not promise that when the Spirit comes upon you, you will or feel weak or fall over or laugh or cry. It doesn't promise that. The promise is you'll receive power. It doesn't look very powerful if you fall over. It doesn't matter. God promises his Holy Spirit. You're not so special that God's going to miss you. Sorry, you're not that special. 
I remember an evangelist called Hans Kunstra uh, went to a meeting. He said, if an angel of angel stood in this meeting and said, everybody here is going to be healed tonight except one, then I would kick him out because he's not come from God. Because again, if you come to a meeting, you know what? Every, most healing people, healing ministries would take that, you know, well, everybody got healed except one. That would be their best meeting ever. But he said, no, because everybody in the meeting that's come for healing knows who that one person is, don't they? If you came, you think, well, that'll be me. That'll be me. I'll be the one. I'm special. No. He said, I'd kick him out. God doesn't say those things. The next lie. The Holy Spirit's left me. Anybody else? Holy Spirit's not with me today. Didn't pray enough. For whatever reason. I was so bad. Didn't obey him last time. If you want to look at an example of somebody who blew it, look at the life of Peter. Denied Jesus three times. Look at the life of David, Old Testament hero. Committed adultery, murder, and murder. And when he prayed... David prayed, inspired by God, because it's in the Bible, he prayed, do not take your Holy Spirit away from me. God doesn't take his Holy Spirit away from us. Good job, really. Promise, next promise, his Holy Spirit will not leave us. Matthew 28, verse 20, and surely Jesus said, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. John 14, verse 16. Jesus said this, I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The spirit of truth. The spirit of truth will be with us forever. Does anybody feel the Holy Spirit with them today? Anybody not feel the Holy Spirit with them today? Don't feel any different today? I don't. Does it make any difference? Holy Spirit is with us, not because you feel him, not because you don't feel him, because he promised and he's faithful. Does God promise the Holy Spirit to us? I'll start again. Jesus said... <laughs> I've still got time, I can do it all again, can't I? If, if then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Does God promise to give the Holy Spirit to us? Good. I could have gone on a long time. Does God break his promises? Are you good enough? Is God gracious? You're doing very well. I'll ask you a more difficult question. Have you ever been dis felt? Have you ever felt disappointed with God? I believe. For me, I think the the most disappointment I've felt with God is about um, asking God, 
the Holy Spirit because I expected it in a certain way. God doesn't promise that you'll feel this way a certain way emotionally or, or something will happen physically. He promises to give you your Holy Spirit. And I choose to believe that. The day, I after, day after I became a Christian, I woke up, God was in the room. Didn't see him, didn't feel him, didn't feel emotional. He was there. I don't know how I knew, except I was now spiritually aware. God fulfilled his promise. Maybe that was baptizing the Spirit at that time. I don't know. I just know he's faithful. And I know he's baptized me in the Holy Spirit. And so if, you're, if you feel disappointment with God, you need to talk to him about it. I've talked to God about my disappointment at various times. <laughs> and uh, I've, I've really told God how I feel. You, you wouldn't want to have heard it. it well, it's not pretty. But you know what? If, you, if you're thinking it, you may as well say it. God's not... God's not going to disappear because you've said a naughty word. You said them all in your head anyway. And so it's not about ranting at God. It's about sharing your emotions. I feel this. Look at the Psalms and how David expresses, where are you, God? Why have you abandoned me? Well, God was there and God didn't abandon him, but that's how he felt. He poured out his emotion to God. and In the end, he said stuff like, I will trust in you. But he had to get to that point. He was not, none of it was a lie. This is how I feel, but I know you're true, and I choose to believe the truth. But sometimes we just want to jump to that. Oh, yeah, deny our emotions and jump to the God is, is, is just and true and faithful. It's true, but we can't deny to, we can't deny our emotions and our disappointments. If you feel like, oh, spend some time to talk to God. Spend some time to talk about God. Talk to God about it. Um, he's not going to be shocked. He's not going to be upset. He's never going to talk to you again. <laughs> we know that works on a human scale, that we have to say, me and Adriana, sometimes we have to say, this is how I feel when you, this is how I felt, best way of saying it. Um, but it doesn't take away our love. Whatever you say to God will not take away his love. You'll just be telling him what he already knows. He's not going to go, ooh. You need, but you need to do that sometimes. For me, I've, for many years, felt so disappointed with my experience of the Holy Spirit. Um, my when I lived in Huddersfield, my, my house group leader, who was very wise, couldn't deal with me, took me to one of the elders. Two hours of talking, we were all exhausted. He couldn't sort me out. Brought in another guy. He couldn't sort me out. Brought in a third elder. They're not the same night. And in the end, just God just spoke to me. God just spoke to me. Um, so if you've had a messed up experience of the Holy Spirit or teaching or disappointment or confusion, God still promises to fill with the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen.
Donna, are you thirsty? Will you come? Will you ask God, the Holy Spirit? Will you ask? Just want to finish by showing a little video. Uh, this is somebody's experience of the Holy Spirit, and I just, I'm going to say a few words, and uh, we're going to pray. You got that? Can we do that? In Acts 2 verse 4 it says they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And that is what it means to be baptised in the Holy Spirit, to be filled with His presence. See, I still remember being filled with the Holy Spirit for the first time. I was just 12 years old and I got into a place with my Christianity where it wasn't enough anymore just to hear my parents talk about who God was, to have their faith. I wanted it for me. I wanted to experience it for myself. And so I went up to church, went up to the altar, got prayed for, but nothing happened. So I was determined to meet the Holy Spirit. So I locked myself in my bedroom for three Sunday afternoons in a row determined to meet the Holy Spirit and nothing happened for the first two Sunday afternoons but on the third Sunday afternoon the Holy Spirit showed up in such a powerful way I remember being at the edge of my bed just weeping in his presence being so overwhelmed with his love and uh, it has changed my world forever it has changed my relationship with Christ it's become a personal experience for me now I know the Holy Spirit that he is with me and I want to encourage you you can have exactly the same experience so being immersed being baptized in the Holy Spirit is the most significant experience outside of the salvation experience that we have and you'll have being a Christian it fills you with power from on high in Luke 24 verse 49 it says and this is Jesus speaking he says and now I will send the Holy Spirit just as my father promised but stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with power from heaven see the Holy Spirit it empowers us it's God's power on the inside of us it enables us to live our lives as Christ wants us to live. I remember being filled with the Holy Spirit and feeling like superwoman, like I could do anything. And that's what the Holy Spirit does when He lives on the inside of us. Yeah, he empowers us to live as Jesus wants us to live. He equips us to live the Christian life. He empowers us to tell others about who He is, to tell them about God's love and the amazing difference He's made in our life. He enables us to worship Him, to pray with Him. And uh, that may sound weird. Like, how does that happen? And it happens because when the Holy Spirit comes in us, part of the outcome of that is speaking in a new language. And the Bible talks about this all through it. When we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we're given a new language. And uh, this new language, it's a spiritual language. It's, it's from heaven. It's our spirit communicating with God. And it's not a head thing. We can't understand what we're saying. It's a spirit thing. But I want to encourage you to, again, open yourself up to experiencing this new language because it edifies your spirit. It builds your spirit up. It makes you stronger in who God has called you to be and encourage you to go on the journey of seeking out what this new language She was talking there about the first experience of being filled with the Holy Spirit, the bat, usually called the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Um, and it says, as I read in Acts, that they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in tongues. You, I would expect, if you, when you're filled with the Holy Spirit for the first time, 
that you would speak in tongues. Sometimes people find they don't. doesn't mean that you weren't filled with the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit enables you to speak in other languages that you don't understand, you haven't learned. Um, so to say that if you, we're going to pray, if anybody wants to receive prayer, <coughs> we'll pray for you. And you'd expect, I'd expect, as you're filled with the Holy Spirit, that God will give you the gift of tongues. Uh, God, the Holy Spirit doesn't speak in tongues. Uh, you do. You'll have to speak it, but he will give you the power to speak it. And it's a great, great thing to receive. Um, also, uh, we can continue to be filled with the Holy Spirit. As I said earlier, sometimes we find that we feel half full. We feel, um, feel like we're running on fumes, like it was a car. God wants to fill us again. So I'm going to, just before I close, say that the, the way to, in to receive the Holy Spirit is firstly to receive Christ as your Saviour. Holy Spirit is given to those that receive Christ as Saviour. You may be here and you've never made a commitment to follow God, to make him your Lord, and to, and to receive his Spirit. Um, the explanation that Peter gave on the day of Pentecost when the Spirit poured out was this. Well, he said, what, what, when they said, what shall I do? He said, repent, be baptised. You need to make a commitment to be baptised in water. Uh, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the Holy Spirit. It's, uh, we need to start by turning to God, turning away from sins, turn to God, giving our life to God. And if you're, if you're there saying, today, I've, I've not committed my life to God, and I would like to commit my life to God, then we'd love to pray for you. Um, we'll, we're going to pray in a moment. And uh, if you feel not, there's more. I know there's more for me to receive you want to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, then pray for you. But I want to just pick up from that video and say, you know, sometimes Jesus said, uh, everyone who asks will receive. Those who uh, knock, no, those who seek will find. Those who knock, the door will be opened. Sometimes we ask and we receive. What that lady found is that she had to seek. Sometimes we have to keep on knocking. But God is faithful. He will meet you just as he met this lady and fill you with the Holy Spirit. And we can pray for you now and you'll know straight away that you're filled. What I want to encourage you, if you've I've been prayed for before, don't give up. Just like this lady, as a young girl, so I'm going I'm to meet the Holy Spirit. God says, you will find me when you seek me with all your heart. And I don't understand why sometimes we just ask and receive. And sometimes we have to seek seek but God is faithful you will receive the Holy Spirit so I'm going to pray and then we'll close the meeting do you want to say anything afterwards because so you you we will if you want to receive prayer there's people who will pray for you um, uh, and if you don't want to receive prayer tea and coffee will be served in the foyer uh, love you to hang around if, especially for visitors get to know you talk to so far let's pray Father, thank you that you are faithful. Everything, every barrier to us receiving the Holy Spirit was taken away in the cross. You took away our sin. You took away the barrier. 
you connect, reconnected us with you. So thank you that you, you say that now you, we're in the days where you pour out your spirit on all people. And so we're here saying, fill us afresh. Fill us again. Fill us for the first time. Pray that your spirit would move now because we believe your promise. Come, Holy Spirit. Fill us again. Thank you that you're here. Come and touch us afresh. Speak those, the word that you are speaking to those that have been listening. Confirm it today in their hearts that they will take that away. Help us, Lord, by your spirit in Jesus' name.